Previously on Vanderpump Rules. I did not go around and f someone behind your back. I'm trying to do everything right as a boyfriend right now. And I don't think she sees how hard I'm trying. Mother? Hi. Are you kidding me? It's only for a week. You how have ruined that? my relationship with Lisa no, and strained you it with yourself. Hobble away. Dang bitch you've always been. My dad's in town. I just want to apologize for the grief that I put her through. You compounded mistakes. Would you dare to get her name on there? You do realize that she is your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to show stuff to you. We gotta plan this right. You f***ed up in a giant way. Just tell me to give up. Tell me to walk away. Fine, give up. Walk away. I can't go through this again. You have no idea what I've done. Welcome to Vanderpump Rob's, a sexy, unique recap podcast hosted by me, Rob Schulte. Today on the show, I welcome the amazing Allison Rosen. You're going to love our chat, but before that, I wanted to address something. Last week, I had some fan mail about trading cards, and I'd like to keep that going, so if you have any fan mail, please send questions, thoughts, concerns to VanderpumpRobs at gmail.com. Now this week I've got two trading cards I know we're all going to love. Card one, Tom Schwartz's Moo Moo. This is a card based on Tom Schwartz's favorite apparel item. He hasn't reached that stage of Moo Moo fashion in season two, but this podcast talks about the VPR universe, not just the recaps of the specific episode. And so the second card I wanted to introduce in this episode, it's gotta be Pumps Who pod and it would be a series of cards showcasing those cast members who have their own podcast i imagine this to be kind of like when x-men had their trading cards and they would be like x-men at the beach and you know bishop was wearing daisy dukes and jean gray was spiking a volleyball with her mind it was all a lot of fun so i don't know the first two i would think to be uh pumps who pod series could be like friends of the podcast, Sheena and Peter. The card daddy, Bill Tilly, is really great at miking cards, and I love his cards. But also, if you've got an idea, please send it in, VanderpumpRobs at gmail.com. <gasps> the card daddy wrote the email last week. It's all coming together. Now let's not waste any more time and get into the recap. It's season two, episode three, only the lonely. It's a beautiful day in Beverly Hills, 76 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, and Lisa is organizing flowers with Danny at Sir. Jax arrives to get his check and to remind Lisa that the crew is heading to Lake Arrowhead for the weekend. He's also going to speak with Stassi's mom, who lives there. And Lisa hates this. I know. Ride up in a car with Kristen and Tom. Why? Yes. For two hours, they've been fighting every friggin' day. So we've got Stassi and Jax fighting, and then Kristen and Tom fighting. I hope it's a one-way trip. As the gang preps for the drive, Tom Sandoval lets us know that his band, Pierce the Arrow, is opening up for Martha Davies and possibly the motels. The car ride continues, and Tom transitions from his band to talking about the fights him and Kristen are having. And Stassi's fed up with it and lets Tom know that he's not fighting about milk or groceries. 
It's not these little things they keep arguing about. It's about the infidelity. And everyone's through with it. And so at the same time that Jack shows off his new koi fish tattoo, uh, Stasi spots the other tattoo. Her name. His arm. Everyone's blown away, and Stasi admits to the ladies that it softens her harsh thoughts on him, but only a bit. After some paddle boarding, we head to Mama Stasi's place. You look great. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. I got handed the jacks. I mean, it takes some balls and some stupidity to get your ex-girlfriend's name tattooed on your arm and take a trip where you're going to be staying in her mom's house after you cheated on her in Vegas. Stasi tells her mom about the tattoo and explains the terrible dinner that her and Jax had together. It's a whole thing. And at the same time, Tom Sandoval and Jax convince themselves that Jax has made the right decision. But back at Sir Lisa, Natalie, and friend of the podcast Peter Madrigal talk to a wine salesman about getting some new vino in the restaurant. Lisa likes it, but doesn't want the damn screw top wine. Oh, that's good. That's not. I, I would drink something. Like that. Yeah. This is what I drink. A hundred bucks bottle, not too many. So Peter Madrigal wants to mention that friend of the podcast, Sheena, has these injuries that keep compounding and it's getting on the nerves of some of the servers. And so Lisa empowers Peter to step in and sort out any issues as they happen so that problems don't fester and grow into things they don't need to be. And back at the lake, Jackson Stasi's mom, Dana, sit at the dinner table and talk about how Jack's used to be a shitty guy. He explains that he got his life back together and he admits that he still loves Stasi. Dana puts his feet to the fire, though, and calls Jax out for not being able to look her in the eye. Ultimately, though, the whole crew, including Dana, head to a bar. Like, yeah, I have these steampunk glasses I wear. Yes, that's what she was talking about. You no. bought them two days ago. I said I was wearing them? No, I said that I was wearing. And it's at the bar where things start going a little haywire. I love you. Thanks, babe. This is a lot of this is a lot of tequila. If you can believe it, Kristen is annoyed at Sandoval. Wow. Jax pulls Sandy aside and says he's embarrassing himself by staying with Kristen. Jax does this. Jax tells Tom that he's embarrassing himself by staying with Kristen. And Katie and Stasi are also thinking something similar. They want Kristen to dump Tom. Just listen to your friends, people. It's probably a good idea. So back at the lake house, things aren't any different than the bar. Kristen doesn't want Tom to be practicing his guitar, which is unplugged. Kristen also cringes when Tom says, okay, and tries to hug her. Katie calls out Tom as well, and Tom gets very defensive. Jax then reminds Tom to just... Break up with her so no one has to deal with this anymore. We're in the basement of someone's mom's house. Also, what? Anyway, the next morning, we get a heart-to-heart with Dana and Stassi. Dana gives similar mom advice that Sheena's mom gave Sheena in season one, which is, you know, kill them kindness, blah, 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 blah. It's easy answers for a complicated situation. Maybe Sheena and Stassi aren't so different after all. While all of this is happening, Jax plays some video games with Stassi's younger brother and gets some sage advice from the mouth of babes. Well, what do you suggest I do? 
You should talk outside and tell her I want to make you happy and I will not be mean to you anymore and yell at you and be drunk and stupid. How many girlfriends do you have? Like 10. So the gang head out to brunch. And who should arrive but Peter and Schwartz? And immediately the conversation pivots to hating on Tom Sandoval from the night before. He apologizes for pushing the issue and is pushed to tears once he keeps having to explain himself, but he's not worried about it. Tom Sandoval is confident in his emotions. Christina Kelly is opening sir. She's filling in for Sheena because Sheena has unfortunately hurt her eye. Lisa understands Christina's frustrations, and later that day, after hearing from Christina Kelly and hearing from Peter, Lisa has to sit down with Sheena. Lisa wants Sheena to stop playing the victim because it's going to make her work life even worse. I need to face the problems and deal with it because if I don't, they'll be winning. And I'll be damned if I let that happen. Finally, it's time for Pierce the Arrow's performance. And not only is Kristen reminded of how much she loves Tom for his skills, passion, and determination, we as an audience are reminded of how popular white belts were at the time. Stasi sees past the facade and knows that we're going to just experience troubled waters again very soon. Is she talking about Tom and Kristen? Or is she projecting things about herself? I'm no brain doctor, but this could be the case since later that night, Jax and Stasi have a moment where they speak their feelings and after some awkward begging from Jax, they hug and kiss. For the first time in a while, I'm actually seeing Tom really try for this relationship and he cares and he is sorry for it. After the break, I'll be back to talk with the hilarious Allison Rosen. Stay tuned. You know when you take that first sip of tea in the morning and you're like, today might be okay. Well, this podcast is kind of like that, but for your ears and hopefully your heart. I'm Leah Palmieri and I'm the host of the brand new podcast, A Sip of Positivity. The world is wild these days, but when you just need a little break and something nice, that's where I come in. I'll be chatting with actors, authors, influencers, and other lovely people about the things that are helping them get through these very unpredictable times. It's a look on the bright side and it's a sip of positivity. Available now. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. Today, my guest is a writer and host of the podcast Childish, and Allison Rosen is your new best friend. 
It's Allison Rosen. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk all things Vanderpump. <laughs> Today we watched season two, episode three of Vanderpump Rules. I believe it's only the lonely? Yes, because... named after the county fair level talent that they're all super excited to see. I'm sorry, that is mean and rude, but it is just something that jumped out at me. It's one of those things that reality shows, like you'll notice this on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they'll get a band to perform and then there's so much footage of them just talking about like, I'm so excited that, you know... <laughs> person no one's heard of in so long has agreed to do this this is i've been a fan of them forever like it does it this is entertainment <laughs> at its finest it doesn't get bigger than this <laughs> yeah and it's so hard to watch any sort of live performance at a county fair because there are picnic tables yes and i've just not used to seeing live music while like eating ribs or something and so that is how this performance of Tom's band and then the motel. What? It's Martha. Martha. Martha and the, the motels, motel. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a step back, though, real quick. Okay. And just ask you about your relationship to television, but more specifically reality TV. Is it something that you've, you're kind of a junk food addict when it comes to it? Is it something you're passionate about? Is it something, how do you watch reality TV, I guess? For me, my reality TV consumption goes in fits and spurts. So when I'm into a show, I get very into it, like almost obsessive. I like to talk about it. I like to think about it. Any podcast that I happen to do during that time, I'm mentioning it, which I think is how I ended up on this show because hmm. I couldn't stop talking about Vanderpump <laughs> Rules when I went on uh, Jordan Jesse Go, I believe, and some others. Um, and then I will just sort of lose interest and not watch for a period of time. Like right now, there's not a lot of reality TV that I'm into. And then I'll get sucked in again. So yeah. it's cyclical. It's, it's a, it's a dangerous game because <laughs> especially when you come late to a show and then you're like, oh my God, I, I'm hooked after episode three and I've got, I don't know, 75 more episodes to go. <laughs> Yes, I think, well, for me and Vanderpump, I think I initially started watching in the third season. And I was like, what is this show with all of these like attractive tan people yelling at each other? I remember <laughs> all I thought there was an episode. I don't want to jump ahead. No, it's okay. There's an episode, one of those weird things where like, you have never seen the show, but you've seen the same episode twice. Oh, um, totally, totally. Katie and Sheena and uh and Kristen I don't know I forget now who it was <laughs> they were shopping for a ring and I was like I I kept confusing the women that was how that was how ill like not literate with the Vanderpump world I was at that point you remember the fight <laughs> yeah but I don't remember who was I couldn't tell who was who at the beginning and to then like how far how far I went into that world so yeah I started there and then went back which was, it's always interesting when you do that and you're like, oh, that's what yeah. Jax's nose used to look like. And yeah. now I <laughs> Where see. Where are the chunky sweaters? <laughs> right. <laughs> now I actually, because I remember I didn't understand in season three, I didn't understand why Jax was being held up as this attractive guy because to me he was just like this big sweaty dude. Um, and yeah. then I went back to season one and I did, I did see his charm. You can see where he fell off. 
at yes. a certain point. But uh, yeah, the, I had a similar situation. Uh, I got into the show because my girlfriend likes the show. Um, so I would, you know, inevitably casually watch while we're in, sitting in the living room. You know, there's certain times where she would be like, oh, I'm not really into this storyline. I'm going to fast forward it. And it was when they were building Tom Tom. And I would be <laughs> like, oh, no, I used to work in bars. I want to like actually see mm-hmm. what this is like. And so I was like, well, okay, I'm going to rewatch this episode and not skip through a part. And then I was like, I am totally lost. I need to just go back to episode one. And here we are today. My husband, when I first started watching it, was like, what is this? Don't make, you know, he used to make fun of it. And then I remember I actually caught, I posted this on Instagram. He didn't realize that I was filming him watching it. (laughs) And you can hear him like very sincerely giggle at something that one of the Toms (laughs) said. And then he almost got more into the show than I did. Because when I watch, I always have a little bit of like remove. Like I'm always imagining the producer being like, how about if you say it this way? Whereas my husband, I feel like has really, he's, he has, dived dove dove in dived in he really yes yes <laughs> it's both <laughs> he has <laughs> he has divin in and he <laughs> i feel like he's got like the dsm five three whichever dsm people are using now and has like diagnosed all of their personality disorders and he's very into the world of the show it's really easy to play like armchair psychiatrist mm-hmm. when watching this and i also like find myself going into those moments but then also sometimes having to like knock my head with my knuckles and be like, also just watch the show and let it, let it glaze over you. But it has been interesting going back to some of these older episodes, a second or third time for the podcast and really being able to, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but respect the growth of some of the cast members on this show. Wow. To see that like you actually, have made some positive changes for yourself and some of them not at all. Like what's an example? I think that especially in the episodes that we're on right now, Tom Sandoval is being painted as the cheater mm-hmm. who does not care about Kristen. That is reflected onto Kristen and you know no one's getting a necessarily good light shined on them. They're both in this toxic situation. They need to get out of it. Tom dedicates himself towards work and life and growing. And although nobody's perfect, don't get me wrong there, but like (laughs) you have seen him and Tom Schwartz grow to be these business owners, albeit Mm -hmm. a a percentage of Lisa Vanderpump's new business, but like and actually wanting to shed the like, I'm a rock star, I'm a movie star, Mm -hmm. I'm this and like you know what? I'm a bartender and I'm a businessman and I happen to be on a reality show. But right. that also could be just what's being presented to me, you know, by watching the show. I know what you're saying. It's interesting to, I hadn't thought about this till you said that, but in watching the episode, I, because I have watched, you know, future seasons, am sympathetic to Tom and I'm not particularly sympathetic to Kristen. And yet you're right. They, it was like my feeling about them was at odds with what I was seeing. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, at that point, I mean, maybe it's a good time to just jump into the, the big things that did jump out to you in this episode, because there are these like broad swaths of like, oh my God, so, so many thoughts and emotions are being thrown at me at this. But if, 
But let's narrow it down to some of the fun stuff. Uh, what What's something that really jumped out at you in this? Well, Jax, I know you like to call him Jason, right? His real name. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. He tattoos Stassi's name on his arm. Uh-huh. And she is like very, very taken with it. As much as she wants to say she, it's a stupid idea, yeah. she loves it. But she wants t- to see yes, it. Yes, and she keeps wanting to look at it, and it really is like, it's really like a modern day narcissus myth because it's like she just yes. wants to stare because it's her signature that he did. Yeah. And like she just wants to look at this image of herself. Um, so that was kind of it was kind of amusing how taken she was with it. Totally. Uh, I found when Tom's band finally plays and uh, it is awkward because there it is like a fair setting. Like it's this outdoor mall kind of situation yeah. up in Arrowhead and his band is playing and then the all all the VPR stars decide to pelt the stage with women's underwear and I don't know that it jumped out at me the first time how uncomfortably awkward and forced that scene is. I don't use the term douche chills a lot but I did <laughs> experience them last night watching this and then also Peter says Tom wears women's eyeliner, women's hair products, women's pants. Why not just throw women's underwear on the stage? And I feel like even that is a problem. That's a problematic statement right now. But just a few years ago, it was okay. Like on that notion, I was reminded how incredibly popular white belts were for rock stars at the time. And just by like Peter being like, you know, like women's pants, I forgot that there was like an error era of time when men could not find tight pants Mm -hmm. for themselves it was jinkos for days of course (laughs) i guess that's more 90s but like to find fashionable pants that were snug would sometimes you had to shop in a different department but like that became the joke and as much as like you said as much as it is problematic now it is strange to think for someone that's on a reality TV show to call out what someone wants to wear while they're performing as a rock star, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then what PA had to go get like the trash bag full of underwear for them to like throw at the stage, you know, I do like, feel like they bought a like jumbo pack ladies bikini <laughs> assorted. <laughs> Yes. You know, I had to have. And I think that is only rivaled by like that they're trying to sift through to us of Kristen being like, well, you know what? Seeing Tom on stage, I I really love it. And then it's like a solo shot of her with no other crowd around, like throwing (laughs) up the devil horns, just being like, that was so uncomfortable too. It was awful. It's all like, this is what we're supposed to do at rock and roll shows, right? Not like what they felt. Yes. No, right. Because it's like 2.30 p.m. Yeah. Someone's got their corn on the cob. Someone's got the funnel cake, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's drinking too much beer in that Lake Arrowhead heat. I know. It is one of those things like I've played in bands before and like there is that feeling of like, okay, they've had a hit. Thank God I'm sharing the stage. Mm-hmm. But you do have to take that step back and be like, but is this the stage I want to be performing? Right. On? You got to consider the venue. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was a really good point. And actually to go back just a step to the 
to the the tattoo of Stasi's name on Jax's bicep is Tom's guitar Kristen's tattoo. Mm. Maybe that's too deep and maybe I'm grasping at straws, but it feels like it's not the person in these moments. It's what they're making, like the, what the situation is making Kristen or Stasi feel. And there's like a disconnect. Yes. Remember, remember she uh, shut him down when he was practicing the night before. Yes. So he's practicing on an electric guitar, not plugged in, which is a very quiet sound. Yes. And she, and they're all wasted. Yeah. Um, although he really didn't seem to be that wasted, even though. I thought lady, so too. Yeah. They were claiming he was, but he didn't seem that wasted. Especially if he's practicing his songs for a show he's got to perform the next day. Right. And then she asked him if he could stop playing because, oh, this this also bothered me. The way that townhome was referred to as a family. It's Stasi's family home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As if this is like Tara or something. Like, it's Stasi's family home. Um, God. It, like, the respect must be shown to this cabin because it's Stasi's family home. In the basement with 12 of us here. Yes. Like. That was a weird moment. I feel like that moment was designed to allow Tom to say what he said, which is you can tell that Kristen doesn't care at all about the fact that this is a big a big deal for me. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow. There's so much to unpack just in the music of this show. But uh, did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to bring up? Because... I think there's plenty, but <laughs> I do. I have many. Um, there's this is not episode specific; it's Vanderpump Rules specific. There's something, <laughs> and I think it's part of the charm of the show, maybe. But there's something very corny about the show <laughs> that is maybe a little bit different than Real Housewives, um, yes, or some of the other shows. And when you're into the show, you don't notice it as much anymore. I would liken it to, and this is East, this is New York specific, but New York One, the local news channel, uh, uh -huh. has, which I love. I love Pat Kiernan. Uh, I loved New York One. However, when I first started watching it, I was like, what high school station is this? You know, like there's something uh -huh. very low production value about it. But then, you know, after watching it for I don't know how many months, it just became what I turned on when I in the morning and you forget about that. And I feel like that's kind of similar with Vanderpump rules. I've have been out of it for a little while. So when I watched it last night, I was reminded of how cheesy and hokey and corny it kind of is and how that used to jump out at me when I first watched it. But then I quickly just bought in. Yeah. On those lines, especially since it's a housewives spinoff, I think a new viewer would expect there to be the housewives housewives taglines mm -hmm. at the beginning right which is what makes you think housewives is going to be super duper corny because they're corny one liners as right. the opening credits happen but this is this like air of like cool vibes bartenders slow mo and then you get all of the corny lines like most likely fed directly to them in their in the moments. So that always jumps out at me in their uh two camera interviews. Their one liners are so snappy and they so perfectly set up the next thing or they so perfectly comment on what we just saw that I 
am I always imagine them on the page. Uh, for example, oh, I can't wait. Kristen being like, so they get to the beach and it's going to be like the big reveal of his Stasi tattoo, but he doesn't take his shirt off. And she's like, when Jax Taylor doesn't want to take his shirt off, you know something is up. <laughs> it's all that being like, what's up? And then also, and I might have the names wrong in this, but first of all, Lisa is belly aching over all of them leaving at the same time to go on this trip that her production company has coordinated. But still, you know, she's like leaving them yeah. in a lurch. But then she's like, Jack and Stassi fighting, Kristen and Tom fighting. I hope it's a one way trip. <laughs> I don't think anyone actually speaks like this. Although if someone were to speak like this, it would be Lisa. That's true. But Lisa, I imagine, sits at Villa Rosa thinking of snappy one-liners and then jotting them for the yeah and then like how can i make this one-liner work on the show right and then crafting the scenario to make it happen do you feel like the one-liners are like like you know how they would say like new york city is the fifth lady on sex in the city are the (laughs) one-liners like the ninth staff member (laughs) (laughs) um I also was fairly bumped by the conversation between Jax and Nikolai, uh, Stasi's preternaturally uh, precocious. Sorry for those two big words that don't sound good together. Uh, overly <laughs> precocious. How old is he? Nine, ten? Has to be somewhere around there. I don't 11, think he's 12. over eleven. Yeah, he's very young, but he has so much wisdom. Oh, yes. Um, From the mouth of babes. Yes. And I'm trying to remember what it was he was saying. Well, there's the whole thing where Jax is like, hey, I'm playing video games with you again. Are we buddies again? Yes. And he's just like, well, I guess. But you know you screwed up or something like mm-hmm. that. Where it's like, at what point do you know about interpersonal relationships besides asking your mom for Cheerios or something? Right. You know? Her whole family knows. But her whole yeah. family is very reality showy. Yeah, they did start, I think, on yeah the Amazing, Amazing Race. Race. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, there's something there. And then Stassi was on Queen Bees, so it feels like she has just grown up on right. TV. Was Queen Bees pre or post chin implant? I think pre because I think, ooh, I don't know. Actually, I know Amazing Race was pre. And Queen Bees was, I believe, high school related because it was supposed to be like popular girls. Right. Queen Bees and Wannabes, I think was a book it was based on. That's it. But yeah, so it. I I think that's probably like, okay, if I'm getting real into television, I would like to alter something about myself Mm -hmm. to whatever standards I am setting for myself that aren't necessarily needed. But that's not for me. I'm not I'm not trying to place any sort of judgment on it and whatever anyone wants to do. See me dig myself out of that hole. Um, but, but you're kind of friends with them, right? Well, I'm friends with Peter. And so I guess vicariously, I'm friends with all of them. So You had Sheena you know. on one of your shows, right? I did have Sheena on and I had Danica, which I'm not sure if you've reached those seasons yet. But uh, What season is Danica? Eight. She no. just was oh introduced. Goodness. Danica is, if you're listening, no, but Danica is actually one of my new favorite cast members. Like a lot of people on the new cast got, you know, you know, undue criticism, but who doesn't on a reality show? Mm-hmm. But uh, Danica did not get fired. And so I am looking forward to more uh, storylines with her. But yeah, Sheena was great. And uh, Peter is a pal. So it is one of those things where... Uh, 
it's weird breaking that wall, I guess right. what I should say. You no, know? that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I had um, Rachel O'Brien on my show. Have you had her on? Oh, I haven't. You know who I'm that not is? familiar. No, uh, I'm not. Kristen's friend who is the stand-up comedian. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. That's entertaining. I'll have to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, she's good. She's very sweet. Um sweet and like open in person. I did I never thought she came off super well on the show. Oh, I mean, but who does? In the, in the <laughs> Like I'm like talking with some friends and they're like, hey, maybe you guys can do a podcast recording on the show one day. And I was like, well, you got to dream the dream, but also <laughs> like not sure if I'm ready for that, even right. if the opportunity presented itself. Right. right. <laughs> I'm a behind the scenes guy most of the time anyway. So being on the mic is relatively new to me. Mm. Um, so Allison, as we wrap up today's episode, thank you, by the way, because I feel like we could talk about this for literally hours. I would like to. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> or, you know, if we wanted to start our own splinter podcast. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. Uh, it could be um, <laughs> Vanderpump Rob's your new best friend. Plus Allison. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bonus content, everyone. It's going to be behind the paywall. But uh, if uh, if I were to say, what are your general VPR wrap up thoughts? What are your thoughts on this show? Like, is it something that you feel like could last forever or is it a fun flash in the pan of eight seasons? That's weird. But uh, what are your final VPR thoughts? I think it could last forever. It is They do a really good job of making it very watchable and comforting. Even though mostly what you're watching is people fighting. It's, it's weird how that kind of just like shiny mindlessness is so engrossing. Yeah, I agree. I've also told friends who like, smirk at me when I tell them I love this show that like no remember that bar you bartended at during college like imagine that was a reality show mm -hmm. everyone feels like there's always drama at a restaurant there's always drama at a bar there's always drama in the workplace you know people love the office you know yes. like because they a craftily and funny written show but also like people feel comfortable in environments that they're familiar with. So mm -hmm. I think we're, you're right on the money there. Um, why don't you let people know about your podcasts and where they could find them? I would love to do that. So Allison Rosen is my uh, flagship podcast. It comes out twice a week. Monday is a one-on-one -on -one interview and Thursday is a panel show. And we talk about all sorts of fun things and also do segments um, and also talk about real life as well. Uh, and then Childish is my parenting-ish podcast that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons. And I say parenting-ish because it is a parenting podcast, but we talk about all sorts of other stuff as well. Relationships, sex mental health, um, news, sometimes new, uh, parenting related news, but we have, I would say like half of our listeners don't have kids actually. So it's, uh, it's for everyone and find both of those wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I love both of your podcasts and I think anyone who listens to this podcast, I'm telling you all right now, you don't want to not subscribe to those two podcasts. You don't want to make not. that more clear. But we you, all know what I'm talking about. You do want to do. Yeah, you've got the, 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 the player in your hand right now. Go, Go smash those subscribe buttons. Yes, smash hit them. <laughs> well, thanks again for being on the show, Allison. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.
Wow. What a terrific interview. I mean, yes, I'm patting myself on the back here, but it couldn't have been good without a guest like Allison. Make sure you go and subscribe to Allison Rosen is your new best friend and Childish. They're two fantastic podcasts. So we've reached the dumpster moment. And this week, all I have to say is shots with mom. Uh oh. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks again to Allison Rosen for joining me. Thanks to you for listening. And thank you to everyone who supports this podcast at patreon.com slash pinkjeans. Jeremy Siegel composed the music for this show, and Marie Hill is my season two editor. Both great folks to work with. We'll see you next time on Vanderpump Robs. Wait, Rob? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah.